This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This will I think. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a pothead fucker? the telephones are ringing. Overload mode in the 21st century. Driving home with my hand on the cell phone. Pulling over, turning up and dialing to my fingers. Going live This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Live at five. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. A little Elvis. There's, there's an Elvis impersonator around town. I'm forgetting his name. From, I'm just having a brain issue right now. One day we should get him on here. Uh, he's very entertaining. And I know they, had, they, had, they gave him uh, a havoc because of his... Uh, Facebook Live uh, rants, you know, and he was saying, you know, obviously the words and lyrics and the music to to Elvis, Pre- the late great Elvis Presley. This guy's having a lot of fun. That's all. That's that's the main thing. And uh, anyway, uh, it's a uh, Monday edition of the. I was going to say Tuesday. It's the Monday edition of the second time around for yours truly, a hotline show today, somewhat lively, of course. Uh, you know, the uh, golf gate's going to continue. And uh, we'll we'll just have to uh, see what happens uh, going forward, as they say. Uh, just as a footnote, I, you know, um, t- big day for me. I just want to get this out of the air because I, I, you know, some people know, some people don't. But today happens to be my birthday, and the only reason I bring that up is because it's the big six zero. And I t- and I mentioned this at the uh, hotline show, and I know I'm not supposed to repeat myself. I get it. I understand. <clears throat> but uh, I I'm, I'm doing it anyway. Uh, so. Uh, what was I just going to say? <laughs> um, yeah, so my, I'm, I'm looking online, and of course, you know, people say, oh, you're an old man, you're welcome to the club. My bro- my sister, my sister Peggy, says, oh, you know, it's the new 45. And of course, minutes after that, my brother Brian had to say, that's pushing it, Peggy, that's pushing it. So, okay, there you go. I understand. So uh, today, it's uh, 6 So last night, I took pictures of myself just minutes before midnight. I even told my wife, I says, you know what? It's, it's already tomorrow in Europe and Asia and in parts of the Atlantic Ocean. So I'm already 60 in the whole scheme of things. But I said, you know, let's take a picture of myself, which I did. I took a selfie. And when you take a selfie, your nose is like 16 times bigger than it really is. And so now I have those pictures to remind me of the, mo- the last moments of being a 50-something. So the advantage of being uh, going from 59... Is that now you're the you know you're the senior of fifties you know what I'm saying, so if at age fifty nine you're the you know you're the ancient mariner of fifties, this is really sugarcoating things, folks. You know I'm going with this because I'm not any younger than I was yesterday or ten years ago. But hear my logic here. So if you're at fifty nine, you're a senior of fifties, and if you're sixty, you're a baby at six. So in other words, it's, it's like going backwards. It's like being reborn all over again. It's over-justification of the fact that you don't want to admit that you're getting older. So that's the way I'm going to think this out. Feeling, uh, you know, if, if looking back 10 years ago, I know my wife and I went to New York City. We still the Knicks lose to the uh, Chicago uh, Bulls. 
Uh, that was also, by the way, a day before what was supposed to be the end of the world scenario, the 2012 scenario of the, of the winter uh, solstice uh, from the, what, what's the, what's that tribe down there? Forgetting down there in Central America. Anyway, that was 10 years ago. So I compare myself to where was I 10 years ago? And, um, you know, can I still throw a ball, which is very important to me, extremely important to, for me to, to grab a Nerf ball and to throw it as far as I can. And, yes, better than Sean Hannity ever thought in his freaking life. So I still could do that. Uh, sitting on a couch uh, at age 50 or now 60, excuse me, uh, is, and getting out of it is a little bit more difficult than it was 10 years ago. Was that more difficult than it was 10 years before that? Now, 20 years, I, I really don't know. I'm just very happy that I'm here and I'm breathing and I made it to the 60 number and then i hope that it stay around as long as my mom did without losing my marbles and being a pain in the ass to people it's as simple as that so it's it's uh and i and i always enjoyed having my birthday this time of year so i just wanted to say that because to me it's it, it everyone celebrates a birthday but happens to be a milestone for me it was a milestone for my wife who's a little older than i am my brother brian just celebrated his 65th he and i went out to uh uh, see a couple of ball games that we're going to see with my brother Kevin, but he didn't. He just turned 70. So, you know, this whole milestone thing runs throughout the family, at least this year. Everyone's either on the zero mark or the five mark. So there you have it. All right. So tomorrow I mentioned this also at the hotline uh, hour, uh, during the hotline hour, that I have a congressional candidate. Caroline Levitt is her name, 25 years old, the youngest candidate who ever to run, I believe, on the Republican ticket for Congress. She lost, but she was on Fox recently. I reached out to Stefanik. Uh, she used to work as an aide for uh, Congresswoman Lee Stefanik. So I, I, I put two and two together, went through the proper channels, and I got in contact with Caroline. And she's going to be on tomorrow's uh, a hotline show at 1215. We'll talk about what she said, a very powerful thing about where the GOP is going and why she lost. Uh, and because her own generation, what she refers to as the Z generation, is more focused on things like abortion and other th- than anything else. And that she, I don't know if she got clobbered. I'd have to see the numbers. I'll be ready when the interview happens. But she was very gracious enough to get back to me. So that's tomorrow. So anyway, let's go to the phones. Let's see what's on people's minds here on a Monday afternoon. Hi, you're on the uh, Live at Five show. Uh, hi, Glenn. Happy birthday. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. Oh, it's Craig. So it's... Well, thank you. Uh, it's Samantha and Craig at the mall. That's so nice of you to. Uh, so, what are you buying for the love for the uh, for the old lady, uh, Craig? Uh, some Bath and Body Works. Bath and Body Works. That's very nice. And what, if I might ask, is uh, or may ask, what is Samantha buying for you for 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 the big day? Oh, she already bought me presents. Oh, really? Okay, good. So, so you're shopping together in, in essence. Yes. It, uh, do you guys shop and say, do you want this, or is it a big surprise later on? Do you go to different parts of the department store, buy things, and then and then reveal it later? Oh uh, no, we usually do it openly. Yeah, that and, and she likes to be surprised. You're right, man. Yeah, yeah, right. So and you know, and Sharon and I. Yeah, go ahead, Samantha. Here she is. Samantha, of course, with the golden voice. Hi, Mr. Curry. So what, 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 what is Craig talking through? Did he like put his toque over his head like a character from the Fat Albert show? Why couldn't we hear him? We can hear you perfectly. The problem is he's a, a cigarette smoker, and he's a very emotional man. And oh. when he cries and gets upset. Hmm. Well, I didn't expect this answer. <laughs> if he's angry about them, about something, his voice. 
Go ahead. Very compromised, in other words. Gotcha. All right. Well, I, again, I, 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 that's unfortunate. I didn't mean to, to, you know, to expunge so much information from all that. But it's great. So you're down there at the mall. Is it crowded at the mall right now, uh, Samantha? We're at the mall. Listen, I wanted to ask you something. Yeah. Um, we're at the mall, and um, <laughs> not that it's... Uh, it's really nice. I think the mall is open till about nine thirty. Right. But we were wondering what you were doing New Year's Eve. Oh, actually, New Year's Eve. Um, I, New Year's Eve. I'm going with Sharon uh, to meet with the boys, uh, her grandchildren, along with her, her daughter and uh, st- uh, son-in-law, and her son and s- daughter-in-law, and all of us are going to be in Lake Placid for the weekend, in a, in a oh, rented you're house. Kidding. Yeah. Oh, Craig, let's do that. Let's follow Glenn and his family. There you go. It's, it's going to be a great time. Like Bring the skis. <laughs> Oh, that's a bummer. I, you know, I'm kind of scared to drive in the winter long distances. Yeah, and, uh, so am I. Maybe I'll get uh, uh, Jim Levin to fly us there, go to Saranac Airport, just like last time. So, oh, so, but you are driving on your own. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're driving. Trust me. Yeah, we're not taking an Uber. That's right. Well, that's good. I wish you could come along, Samantha. It sounds like you guys are having a good time. Uh, and, and it's great because whenever Samantha and or Crazy yeah. Ray calls in, you know it's, it's, it has nothing to do with golf game. So that maybe we'll go. Maybe that maybe that story is, is disappearing. Who well, knows? I don't know. We might be able to call you and wish you a happy New Year and a Merry Christmas before. But if in case we don't, safe safe travel. All right, great. Thanks, Samantha. Thank you very much. That's Samantha and Craig at the Salmon Run Mall as we speak. Okay, so here's something that I found. I don't know how. But if you watch Tucker Carlson, anything to do with Tucker Carlson, he'll have someone on there who actually doesn't reveal who she is, but she's the uh, the the, op- uh, the uh, operator of of uh, of a group called Libs on TikTok. And again, by that, it's not exclusive to TikTok, but they've been kicked off TikTok, and they've been kicked off Facebook and other other uh, platforms, um, just like Babylon B. And, and, and no, it's a bad comparison. Babylon B is like the old onion, you know, where it's fake news, it's funny, it's farcical, and that's been banned. Libs of TikTok has revealed so much about people and the way we are and the Karens of the world, some of it way too revealing for, for guys like uh, Jack Dorsey to allow. Of course, Elon Musk is changing that ballgame as we speak. But, but again, that's not my point. My point is, you know, white elitists are everywhere. And they have power of the social media. And basically, the reason why they don't want me and other people like me that follow Donald Trump and conservative values, they feel like my opinion means nothing. And that their platform created by their community is, is way too important for someone like me to get my message in there on their dime. And I think that's always been the way that, w- that in, cer- certainly since social media has escalated to where it is now. You don't deserve to be here because you're not one of us. So, well, it's a free country. Yeah, but this is a private company, so just screw off. And the types of people that you get on there are, in many cases, beyond, I mean, some people, you know, talk about, you know, Jim Levin, left of center. We all know that. We've heard Jim now, on and off now, for over 16 years. So we know he's left of center. He'd deny that. But he would even say that this woman right here that I'm going to play for you is absolutely off her rocker. But this woman right here is saying that, you know, despite, you know, it's, it's all about reverse discrimination and whether or not whites can be considered, uh, rather, is it, is it racial? Is it racism, I should say, when you put down white people? And it was Senator Gillibrand, when she was running for office a couple of years back, she barely, she didn't even make it through the first primary. 
And she said something at a conference somewhere, I believe, out there in Ohio, where someone said, well, what if my son uh, you know, has the same issues as, as someone of color living in urban America? And, and runs into the same trouble, both economically and, is, you know, it doesn't have the right education, uh, maybe gets into trouble with drugs. You know, is he better or worse or just the same as someone of color? And Gillibrand said, no, it doesn't matter. Your, your, your son still has an advantage because he's white. So that's the best way I guess I could preface what this woman says. So let's see if this works out. I'm going to play this right off the computer and see if this works. So this is how it goes on for about a minute. If BIPOC stand in the street and scream at the top of their lungs, I hate all white people. I want all white people to go die. Die, white devil, you cracker bitch. Um, that's still not racism. And I don't know why people don't get that, why white people are not comprehending that. That's discrimination. It's an action that's bred out of a prejudice, for sure. Justified, arguably. But screaming, um, white people should die in my face doesn't change my socioeconomic status. It doesn't change the fact that the criminal justice system was built to serve me and people who look like me. It doesn't change the fact that my skin color won't get me brutalized by the police. It doesn't change the fact that the entire country was built to cater to people who look like me. Screaming I hate white people at me doesn't change the fact that I am dripping with white privilege. As long as I hold the power dynamic, I cannot be subject to racism. Hurt white feelings does not equal racism. This is not a conversation. Not even a conversation for this woman. And again, this is, you know, you might say, well, this is the exception to the rule, uh, Glenn. Really, this is an extreme example. But at the end, really, it's not. It's not. This is how they feel. We, you know, th- this is why we got guys like Ga- uh, Governor Gar- Gavin Newsom talking about reparations. And once California does it, other states will do it. We've always we, we've heard a Hochul talk about it already. We, you know, the candidates that ran for pre, ran for president in 2020, including Kamala Harris, were pressed in front of a live audience at a black caucus, I believe, with uh, Reverend Al Sharpton. It said, "Should should reparations be on the table when, if you, if and when you you get into uh, be president of the United States?" They all said yes. They all kowtowed to Al, Al Sharpton, Beto O'Rourke as well, and others. It was disgusting to watch. But you know, when you watch something like this. It's just, it's, it's very discouraging. And again, this is one of many reasons why I shouldn't be hanging around Facebook because these pop up on me and so forth. So anyway, if you want to chime in about that or anything going on in your world, by all means, 755-1240. And again, getting back to what my comment earlier, it, this is not to discourage people from talking about whatever you want to talk about, including what's going on with the golf deal. So if you want to talk about that, by all means. So let's do this break. Now you're listening to the Live at Five show with You Know Who, and uh, we will be back after these messages. It's the holidays you needed from Drive America. And thank you, Anthony DiMaselli. Let's go to the phones. <clears throat> let's see who's there. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. What's happening? Hey, this is Paul. Paul, Paul, Paul Ferguson? Paul Yancey. Oh, Paul Yancey. How you doing, Paul? Oh, it's it's my stepson, Paul Yancey. This is Sharon's son. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing great. Happy birthday. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Paul. And I, and I saw your comments on Facebook as well. Thank you for that. And and uh, Paul is uh, and I, we were just talking about next week, we're all going to meet up for our Christmas gathering, not on Christmas weekend, mind you, but the following week, uh, Thursday through Sunday, we're going to be going up, apparently, and Paul knows more about this than I do, in a house in Lake Placid. Right, Paul? Yeah, it should be awesome. Um, it looks like it's going to be a little chilly, ah. certainly chillier than I'm used to in Charlotte here. Right. Um, 
but we're still going to have a great time. I'm sure of that. So, so Paul, what is it? Is it a house? Is it a complex, a duplex? What exactly is it? Um, it's a it's a full house. Um, I think it's a four bedroom home. Um, wow. And it's right outside of Lake Placid, or it's maybe a mile and a half from the ski jumps, I believe. Very nice. And I found it on. Airbnb, my least said Very sure. And of course, uh, as you know, it's going to be yourself, your wife, Kat, uh, and uh, yep. the, the boys, your, your nephews, uh, uh, Trevor and Grant, Merlisa and Andy, and myself and Sharon. So four bedrooms, that's absolutely perfect. I can't wait for I really yeah. can't wait for this. This is an awesome idea. Well, it's it's been a really long time since I've been to Lake Placid. We used to go when we were kids. <laughs> and... Um, you know, mom and dad would take us up there, and we kind of go for day trips or, you know, an overnight once in a while. So it's been, I mean, since I was maybe a teenager, since I've been there, I don't wow. know if it's changed or not. But I'm really looking forward to it because those are always great memories. So, I mean, you were too young for the Olympics, were you not? You probably were too young to go there in 1980. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I was. Although I do know people uh, that went. just going to those events, um, yeah. when we visited Lake Placid and seeing them, um, I remember that well. I mean, it's just really, really a cool thing. And, you know, naturally, there's just not a lot of places to be able to do that. So, Paul, getting off the subject, you're a real estate guy down there in Charlotte in the Lake Norman area. Uh, it's, it's amazing to me how many people from Jefferson and Lewis County area, St. Lawrence for that matter, who you know, who you grew up with, <clears throat> who are living in. Is, is that, is it, how many people do you know from your roots up here, Paul, that live in the area where you are outside Charlotte? I don't know. That's a good question to put a number on, but there's definitely a handful. Um, and, and maybe not right uh, within my uh, township of Cornelius, uh, just looking at a little north of Charlotte, but just around in the area of uh, Charlotte um, and some of the surrounding towns. I mean, there's a fair amount of people. It's, it's funny. I, I ran into uh, a classmate of mine, Brian Kaler. Uh, mm-hmm of all people this was a few years ago uh we were at a concert um just tailgating and just running to him and his wife and you know it, it, it's not uncommon to run into people from watertown uh, my favorite story yeah and i haven't told this in a while this but, is a great story uh, it's the time when i was sitting at a bar yeah. and i had bought a car in watertown so right. a plate at uh, one of the dealerships in watertown and the scale walks into the bar and uh asked Who's from Watertown? So mm-hmm. I raised my hand. This is right around the holidays, actually. Yeah. So um, we deduct that not only is she from the Watertown area, but that she grew up in Krogan. Right. And then, and then we finally deduct that she grew up in the same house in Krogan Incredible. that I grew up in. Yeah. And then, to, you know, of course, to make matters even more interesting, we had to um, uh, figure out what bedroom <laughs> uh, she had versus right. the bedroom that I had. And, and, and wouldn't you know... Uh, same bedroom. literally had the same bedroom that I had uh, in Watertown, 800 miles from where we were. Uh, her family uh, sold the home to the family that sold it to us. Isn't that um, something? And that would have been in the uh, early 80s, I suppose. Yeah, because you guys lived in Ithaca for a little bit, and then you moved up to Krogan. Yeah, I wouldn't even know when you moved up to Krogan, to tell you the truth. You're saying early 80s yeah, you moved there? Yeah, I would there? have been in... First grade. It, okay. So, and you were born in 74. Oh, yeah, about 80, 80, 81. That's incredible. What an amazing story. And, uh, that is a crazy story. So, and you haven't been, and let's let's do the math. Uh, if you haven't been there since you were a teenager, you haven't been back there since the late 80s, early 90s then, as far as Lake Placid is concerned. Yeah, 
No, I, I, I doubt it has been since uh, well, the 90s. Well, that's, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a, thank you. for It's a milestone. And and here's one other question, because, you know, I, I, I'm always fascinated with a couple of things. One, what, what Paul listens to in the morning in, in uh, Charlotte Radio. Apparently, Charlotte Radio sucks like every other town. Uh, and the other question is, there's been an, an uptick of people outside the area, outside and, and it's as far away as California, uh, through COVID years and now, that are flocking to a better life and low taxes and maybe a conservative way of living in North Carolina. Is that still happening, Paul? You know, as a matter of fact, I've had a number of buyer clients from California in the last two years um, fleeing California for those reasons. Right. Mainly because they have a family member that moved here first. So, Mm -hmm. you know, such a normal uh, story is a child who got to North Carolina by way of school or or job location, got married, had a child, and then sure enough, here come the grandparents. So I see that a lot just in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, as far as California buyers, uh, they're they're coming all the way across the country to North Carolina. So it, for all of the reasons why they're leaving California. So and maybe you can't answer this, and it's no big deal if you can't. But as far as the midterms are concerned, did North Carolina hold up to their side of the deal as far as a red wave, or was it disappointing for the Republicans in your state? Um, I don't recall. Yeah, and, and that's no big deal. I voted. <clears throat> Uh, we certainly voted. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the elections in general, you know, as we all know, uh, were disappointing for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So hopefully uh, we're looking forward to a better uh, outcome in two years from now. Yeah, I, exactly. And and who knows uh, if Ron DeSantis or, of course, if you know who, can get his act together and, and win people over after all the other mistakes. Paul, thank you very much. I think your mom is the next call because I gave her the number to call in. But thank you very much, Paul. And I look <laughs> well, forward... Happy birthday. I, I can't wait to celebrate your birthday. Obviously, you have a milestone birthday this year. Yep. Mom had a milestone birthday yep. this year. Right. Uh, we weren't able to get up there um, for her birthday. So... Uh, we're looking forward to celebrate every celebrating everyone's birthday as well as the new year as, and Grant's birthday too from last month. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Awesome, Paul. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have Say hi to Cat. Have a great day. You too. So they have uh, Paul Yancey here on the uh, Live at Five show. Hi, is this Sharon? Hi, Glenn. How you doing? Oh, it's not Sharon. That's for sure. <laughs> How you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. Hey, I just wanted to call and call and. Uh, about the golf gate? Yeah, by all means. Okay. Um, I called earlier, and it was late in the show, so I wasn't able to get to talk to you sure. further yeah. on that mm-hmm. particular uh, thing. is that I got to bring up something that happened in a few, uh, a couple of years before all this with the golf course with Lundy. Right. Okay. When Lundy bought the Northside Improvement League, Okay, I know you're saying, well, it's old news and all this other stuff, but this is got this is where I have to say where he has not got his own way on certain things. There's a there's the Kazi Kazi's next door to Northside Brewing. A Kazi, yeah. Right. What? A Kazi. Yes. Go ahead. Sorry. A Kazi on the other one side of Northside Improvement League, and on the other side of the Northside Improvement League, there was a nice there was a house mm-hmm. that some gentleman owned. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And being that said, when when Lundy bought that house, when Lundy bought that property, he wanted to lowball that owner of that house because he wanted that house for future developments. He needed that piece of property, and that person in there would not sell it to Lundy for what he wanted it for. Mm-hmm. And Lundy sit there and bullied him out of the situation and got him where he wasn't able to park his car, so he had to get rid of his car and everything because some <laughs> of the property he had wasn't wasn't his. And um, this is where I'm saying he got he was doing the same thing that he's kind of that the kind of the city was doing to him. So what makes the two rights don't make a wrong, well, right? Yeah, I, I agree to in a, in a sense what you're saying, but we cannot confirm or deny anything that you're saying at this point. And as far as the you know the character or the way a businessman operates, other than the fact that it's not a surprise that someone who does a lot of wheeling and dealing, and for the lack of a better way of putting it, where he's trying to develop a particular block, might in in your opinion at least come across as unscrupulous. So I just want to clarify that from the beginning. But what you're saying is is that this type of, if you feel this way about this deal on the north side, you're suggesting that this is the same deal that's happening with the golf a golf course here in City Hall. Is that, is that the way, am I getting that correctly? My, my, what I'm trying to say is that he's, he, he turned around and did the same thing to the city of Watertown that, that he did to this other gentleman. He didn't like it when it was happening to him over a parking lot that wasn't belonging to him. Well, he did the same thing to the other gentleman. He wanted this and this and that and that and this, and the other guy wouldn't speak up for it, and he so therefore he went further in, in, into it and did some evil, rotten things to him. Well, so now he wasn't able to park his car. He had to sell his car because he had no place to park it unless it was on the street. Hmm. And if he put it on the street during the winter hours, he wouldn't lose his car or get a bunch of tickets. Of course. So this poor guy couldn't even have his car any longer. But back years ago, way before that, when this gentleman was actually part of the North Side Improvement League and he was doing the maintenance and stuff, everything was grandfathered in for him. But when mm-hmm. Lundy took over the North Side Improvement League, Cosby got his easement, but the poor gentleman, because he wanted his house, he wanted his house so bad, wouldn't give him that kind of an easement. It made his life miserable. <clears throat> well, that's an unfortunate you know story. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. It's unfortunate, but again, we got it. We we, we got to be again. This is a call-in show, and I'm and, and I'm not suggesting. I'm not going to give you though the story of the two sides of the story. But we have to be very neutral on certain things when there's accusations of what you're saying. But if that's the what happened there, it's unfortunate, but it's part of the whole development deal. I know you're upset, and I know you're pissed off. I get it. Is there a reason why Wendy is hiding and not getting on the radio and answering? What I, I, you know, we, we've offered an invite to all the parties involved here. In fact, the one person I have not yet invited so far is, uh, is Mr. Tr- uh, Hickey, excuse me, uh, and I will do that probably tomorrow. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, well, it's, uh, it's his choice. It's his choice. Again, we want to be fair and balanced. And it wasn't that long ago that I I, I, I offered the invite, so we'll have to wait. To hide if he's not bullying anybody out of the situation, why don't he get on the radio that, and it, say, okay, mm-hmm. answer questions for the people? Well, I don't know if he's going to address all questions, particularly things that don't apply to what's going on with the park, and, and that's what you're talking about. But it's not a bad idea. It's still the same thing. He's still how he bullies people out of, out of certain things to get what he wants. Because he thinks he's got the money in the world for the lawyers and all that stuff. And that's what he's done on a lot of contagions of things that he's been involved in. Well, okay. People I need to know that. All right. The city of Watertown needs to know that. Well, I appreciate your phone call, my friend. And again, this is not substantiated, but I pre- appreciate you calling in. And I thank you. And please feel free to call in again, okay? He's not going to say goodbye. I know he's not. He's upset. Hi, you're on the air. Turn your radio off, Lefty. Sorry, he's not Lefty. Hi, you're on the air. Good afternoon. What's happening? 
Wait a minute. I'm going to turn you up here. Uh, I was listening to the radio today. Okay. Uh, three, four things. Uh, number one, happy birthday. Oh, thanks. And you're doing a great job uh, doing double duty for Mayor Graham. Uh, by the way, I saw something on Facebook that his brother, Bruce, yeah. uh, sent a uh, thing on Facebook. But, you know, he's he obviously uh, Mayor Graham has been very sick. And, but he's coming along. He's been in the hospital a long time. Mm-hmm. That, that's basically all it was. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Uh, happy birthday. Uh, number two, the music on the local baskets, where they, they, they've been advertising baskets, like all I see is Morge's uh, some sort of sauce, and the, yeah. the, the local baskets. Uh, right. and, the, and I think Anthony DiMasselli uh, says it. But what is the background music? It sounds like the background music is the, the sound from the Turn to Stone by Jeff Lynn and the ELO. <laughs> the, mu- the, the music It's the same Beat the same everything. I was just wondering uh, if you could look at that. Uh, yeah, I sure. It, it's so, very is it, it okay? <laughs> so, in other words, the the Anthony DiMasselli spot for Drive America isn't playing Christmas music. It's playing something from the electric light orchestra. No, the background music. It sounds like that, but it, but it's 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 the it's the uh, background music uh, for the local uh, he's, uh, baskets. Uh, oh. Uh, Gift baskets. Oh, are we using the same commer- uh, music in both spots? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. It's a, a local. Mi- uh, it's on TV. Uh-huh. It's, uh, I think it's Anthony. Just it sounds like his voice, right? And, and, and they're advertising local baskets, but Morges is on there. Oh, okay. Is, uh, spaghetti sauce or whatever they call it, but and uh, but the the background music is it, it's got the same beat as uh, uh, Jeff Glenn's. Electric Light Orchestra turned to stone. Uh, isn't that something? Turned to stone. I'm just wondering. It's just a, you know. Yeah, one of those things. I, the other I'm, thing is, yeah. um, I, hate to t- I hate to break the news to you. Yeah. But you actually, you turned, you, uh, you turned 60 today, uh, actually last night. Right. And now you are in your 61st year. Right, that's true. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so thanks. Now, Th- when you go to, go, when you go to, uh, 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 Lake Placid, you'll have to have a happy unbirthday cake. Right, right, right. For everybody that's there, I, uh, I, I get good kitchen. Anyway, I think you're doing a good job, and I, I, I wish you well, and uh, I wish everybody a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I, and I'm, I'm, I'll, your, I'll be on the lookout for the Dima Selly spot. I'll see if that's ELO. Now that you got me thinking. It, it, it has to do with uh, local baskets. Right, I, I local baskets. That I don't get, but I'll have to listen. Yeah. You listen, listen to the background music, mm-hmm. and, and uh, they... And you'll see what I'm talking gotcha. about. Gotcha. I can't wait. All right. Thank you, my friend. And thanks for the kind words as well. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter. Oh, the reporters. I'm going to jail. All right. Let's go to the phones. Hi. You're in the air. Hey, what's going on? What? Well, it's, uh, it's uh, Tim the Enchanter. Oh, yeah. I'm going to light you up with a uh, golf cart gate. You, oh, no, I'm not, you, you sound like Happy Tooth birthday, Dog. Glenn. Happy what's, birthday, What's going on? You sound like Mr. P from uh, Paul Ferguson. Yeah, well, I'm just trying to change my voice. <laughs> you didn't tell. Um, you didn't tell your listeners you're taking a bus up there to the uh, resort. There, uh, what's her name? Uh, Samantha hears that she'll want to get on that bus. Right. But anyhow. Right. But listen, uh, I, I changed the subject a little bit because. Uh, I just got to, my vote's already in. I'm going to vote these guys out, and that's the bottom line. Uh, these guys are, they got to get out of there. Referendum. Disgrace to the city council. There you go. But, hey, how about that house out in the Clayton? How do I get there, Glenn? And uh, that's lit up and stuff like that. And, yep. 
Okay, so well, you, other lights did you see that's really good? Yeah, to check out, make a little festive trip. Right. So what what what, what Tim is talking about is uh, I each and every year I have the luxury liberty of, of videotaping and editing a presentation for uh, Melanie and Skip's house on uh, on the river, which is east of the village of Clayton, right off Route Twelve in a development. It's actually essentially their own development. They, they own most of that property. And they have a huge cul-de-sac back there. And you can't miss it from Route 12. So if you go up Route 12, make a right at the four corners, and about a mile off to the left, if that, you'll see the, uh, the, uh, that, the Melanie's house there. So that's going the Christmas Going toward the bay, you mean? What's that now? You take a right going toward the bay? Exactly. If, and now, of course, if you're coming from 81, you've got to go ahead towards Clayton, and it's about a mile before you get to the four corners. So you'll, you'll see it from either direction. Trust me. Can't miss it. It's like Emerald yeah, City. You. you know, you can see it from a all miles. All right, brother. Away. I want to make time for all the callers. I, I appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. All right. That's, happy birthday, Glenn. Bye-bye. Thanks, Tim. That's Tim the Enchanter, formerly the, the, the blind guy. So um, the big, you know, there's a huge, there's a, a great rendering of what will be a brand new building on Public Square, the first new building on Public Square since the Woodruff Medical Building was constructed in the 90s. And it's on that side. So Wind & Wire is, based on this article, at least a news junkie that I'm looking at right now, that building, by the way, one of the oldest building blocks on Public Square, the oldest being Benedio across the street where my studio was. It's Obviously, it's still a studio there. But nonetheless, this part was built, I believe, in the, right after the 1850 fire. So it's an old, old building. It might even be older than that. I think it survived the fire. But that part of Wind & Wire coming down, and they're going to build a two-story structure with what looks to be a terrace on the roof that's going to be also... It's on News Junkie. Check out the thing. But here's the kicker. This is a new restaurant owned by the former owners, if I'm not mistaken, of Spokes. So yet another restaurant, plus they get dibs on the Strauss uh, walkway. I hope I'm getting this right. I was talking to Joe about this earlier. So Spokes, still Spokes, different owners. But the old owners always had this building, and they had plans of doing this. Hopefully they'll get a liquor license because there's a lot of them on Public Square these days. I'm sure they will. And they're going to build a completely different building there. They're going to tear down the old one, which is unprecedented in itself. Public Square is going to look really odd for that moment between the time they're able to build this. But they're going to build a restaurant there with a deck, and then they're going to do something really cool with the Strauss Walkway. So it's uh, Watertown is getting 1.35 million to tear down the former Wind and Wire Music Building at 75 Public Square. Now, again, I'm just being a devil's advocate here. Do we want to jump all over? I mean, without reading that, how is Watertown getting that money? And are people going to say, "Well, geez, we can get 1.35 million for this. We should not be done." But uh, it's it's going to be interesting. So Wind and Wire coming down. And uh, a new restaurant going up. Can't wait for that. And then the other big building that uh, is exciting me is uh, the new YMCA Aquatic Center. And every time I go by there, I mean, not for nothing. I, I know once they start putting girders on like a skyscraper down in New York City, it's just like, you know, it takes forever for the groundwork to be done. I mean, when I mean forever, I mean forever, like a year. If you get like a 40-story, 50, 60-story high-rise in New York City, it, 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 what, you know, the whole setup. To build the foundation and all the stuff, you know, the fencing, and it looks like crap. You know, people sell drugs there, and, you know, dogs walking around and rats. And then about once they start building the girders above the ground floor, then the building's up in like three weeks. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, of course. 
But the building going on right now, I mean, they got the big crane there. And again, I don't mean to sound like I know what the frick I'm talking about. But boy, those girders going up on the new aquatic center, that's taking forever to put that, that ceiling up there. But the first couple of days, wow, look at the progress. And I'm like, then ever since then, I was like, there's no progress here. What's going on? So anyway, but once that building is done, what's that, going to be $18 million they're putting there? It's a lot of steel, a lot of glass. It should, I don't know if it's going to transform downtown, but it's certainly going to add to it. So every time I go by there, I realize once this baby's in, with all that glass, and I'm assuming because I saw the rendering of it before all this happened, that's going to change things. So downtown's looking good. Does it need a lot of work? Yeah, it needs a lot of work. It needs a tremendous amount of work. But there's a lot of investment going on down there that I never dreamt would ever, ever happen. I talked about this decades ago to businesses down there when I was selling Channel 50 back in the late 80s. I said, geez, every year they wait to fix this. It's going to be much longer to fix to get it back to where they want it. Well, it's been a slow burn. And ever since they redid Public Square in 09 or somewhere thereabouts in Lower State Street, and got rid of all the above year, uh, wires, that was a good start. And then we saw a lot of development between the players like Don Kuhn and Associates, Brian Murray, RJ, along with Gary Beasley. And, of course, the new uh, player to the block, although he's not new to Watertown, that's Jake Johnson and Jake Johnson Properties. All that mixed in with another $18, $19 million thrown in at this aquatic center. Things are happening there. Does it need a lot of work? Does Court Street need a lot of work? Uh, yes, Court Street needs a lot of work. Maybe we should bring Steve Bradley uh, down here one of these days. Because as far as Lower Court Street is concerned, Steve owns most of that. And then Caprera uh, bought the old uh, Goodyear place. But, uh, you know, they got new sidewalks, new development there. But you know, anyway, th- hopefully that, that will come along as well. The Aquatic Center getting there looks good. And the stuff going on, we mentioned this. Uh, so, and the other thing, I wrote a note to myself. Sharon and I just went, you know, just for my birthday, just went out and got a couple of things. So while we're waiting in line at Cole's department store, I grabbed this. First of all, we're on the wrong line. We had no clue. We look like idiots. So I, I, and you know when you're waiting online, they always sell stuff there for like less than $10. You know, just like any convenience store, they're going to, you know, you're going to buy a, you know, a, a, a jar full of, of stuff you don't need. So we get this thing that uh, remind actually, it, you put it on your remote control. It's this big button. It looks no smaller than what you get at uh, Staples. Remember that, you know. <laughs> anyway, you put the button. There's three of them. I think we bought it for like $8. I don't even know. I just grabbed it. I said, this is great. How often have you lost your remote control? And remote controls are always black. And rarely, you know, can you find them. They sneak inside in between your, your cushions. They're underneath your couch. Or you put them in your pocket and you never see them again. It ruins your life. Because try even finding the, uh, the the volume control on a modern-day TV set these days. Try turning it on without a remote control. Good luck with that. So we put it on, and it, again, this is like, I don't, we get three of them for three separate remotes. And this is big, it looks like a big-ass pimple that I put on my, uh, on my little Roku stick. And I looked at it and said, well, this is great. This is a great idea because we just put a barbed effect on my remote control. So that in itself would prevent it from slipping in between the cushions of my sofa. I said, this is ingenious in itself. But what it's supposed to do, it's supposed to remind you where it is. Not remind you, where it should tell you where it is. And the key is that you can either clap. Remember the clapper? Clap on, clap off. Well, we tried the clap after switching the, you know, the switch on. There's a little ditty bitty switch that's on and off. And we, and we read the instructions. You can turn it on by either snapping your finger, clapping your hands, like something out of, uh, you know, Magnificent Seven. Clap your hands! Or you can whistle. So we clapped our hands. Didn't work. 
And then we, we snapped our fingers, and we knew that wasn't going to work. But, of course, I whistled. So I whistled like this. Like that. And all of a sudden, it's like, do, 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 do. It, starts, it starts, hey, I'm right over here. Oh, I said, wow, this is the greatest thing. This is awesome. And then Sharon says, I don't know how to whistle. I'm like, ah, oh, it deflated all the air in the room. I said, Sharon, just try to, try to whistle, will you? And, and this, I mean, no joke. It's almost like watching me try to blow a bubble with, with bubbleicious or something. It's so pathetic. I just can't figure it out. But watching my wife try to, try to whistle, I mean, my goodness, no sailor in the house, that's for sure. I said, Sharon, just try to whistle. She was like, <laughs> so anyway, $8 out the window. And the only reason why I say $8 out the window, because then I tested it by putting it behind a cushion. It was not even a cushion that you, that you, you, know, you have on your sofa. I just put, we just put a throw cushion over it just to see if it would work. So I started whistling again. <laughs> Nothing. I said, this is such a complete waste of time. There's $8.99 right out the window. But it made for a funny afternoon. All right, so let's uh, do a commercial break, and we'll be back with more of this show right after this. Happy holidays from Herringer's Company. Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. And there's uh, green onions. Dip, 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 dip. All right, so just looking at the headlines on newsjunkiespellsbigfancy.com. Uh, this is uh, breaking news. Afghanistan has, uh, the Taliban has now closed universities to women. So the longest uh, war in the history in America, in America uh, is, you know, obviously you know, unceremoniously ended two August ago. Uh, and then the death of, what, 11 uh, Marines and uh, the total collapse of what was constructed under America and other allied forces is essentially gone. So whether or not, uh, you know, AOC or, uh, or other people, you know, very, very. I wonder if, if, if college students are concerned with the fact that their own peers, uh, eight and maybe 9,000 miles from here, uh, women, that is, aren't able to even go to schools. Yeah, no. Just as long as Donald Trump's not president of the United States and I have the ability to say I want an abortion. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. All right, let's go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. Well, happy birthday. Thank you very much, Danny Francis. Hey, that's pretty ingenious with your... Uh, with your uh uh, remote control? Yes, yes. Whistle part? Yes. So, let me just give you some advice, okay? Yeah. Oh, my God. What was that? That's that, a that, whistle. So, so we should have a, you know, it's funny because we should have a whistle in there to see if it works because my wife can't whistle, but then we're going to need something else to find the whistle when we can't find the whistle. Well, it's, I just got a little whistle here. Well, that's great, but that's not my house. <laughs> I'll send it to you for a birthday present. Well, I know. It's, it raises a good idea. It's a good idea. Maybe I should put a whistle on there, but that, that's yet another thing that's going to get lost between the cushions. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because over the years, you know, I've lost, I've lost a skill to whistle, too, and I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to whistle, you know, just, I can't whistle hard. Isn't that funny? And I, I, I you know, it, it reminds me, I agree with you. There, uh, for some reason or other, I don't know if I'm getting a stroke or something's going on. There are times when I can't, right now I can. <laughs> But there are other times I can't. And here's another thing that I can't do sometimes that I was very good at. I can't, I can't snap. I, I'm snapping them now, but sometimes I can't snap my fingers like I used to. Does I, that I ha- think it's got a lot to do, obviously, with your body changes, I think. Uh, with the whistle part, probably your, your gums and teeth and mouth all changes over the years as yeah. you get older. And once you hit 60, they really get mad. Oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> so, yeah, once I hit the wall, I'm hitting the wall like a marathon. I'm way ahead of you on that one. Yeah, well, uh, I, I, again, I, I, Americans are living longer. 
despite the fact that every day, and my friend Liz shares stories with me all the time. She's a conspiracy theorist to some degree. I, I, I have a, 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 for some reason or other, Danny, there's a lot of people dying suddenly. And we talked about that at length a couple of weeks ago in that documentary. But yet again today, Tom Browning, former uh, uh, pitcher and star of the Cincinnati Reds, by the way, went to Malone High School. I don't know if he was from Malone, but he lived up here in his high school days up in uh, Franklin County. And uh, he died at age 62 of a sudden illness. Very weird, Danny. Yeah. Very weird what's going on. Well, your, birth, your birthday, you know, your mother, of course, got a birthday present, right? A Christmas present, I should say. Uh, my, uh, who did? Your mother. You uh, was your Christmas present for her. Yeah, she was. Actually, I was. I was put under the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. So that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. That, Back in the day, they stayed in the hospital for a couple of days, which well, that, is... That's a big number, 60, because you're, you're getting close to that uh, 65 with the Social Security and all that sort of stuff. Right. And I saw, yeah, I saw some snarky kid on social media. I don't know if it was real or not, if it was fiction. But the guy, uh, he said, oh, hi, Grandma. Do you know that you're closer to death than I am? I said, oh, great. <laughs> You know, and that, all those things are going to start bugging me now. You gotta love kids' sense of humor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sense of humor. Family's got a lot of sense of humor. That's for anyway, sure. Go, enjoy your trip. Thanks, up there. Danny. Uh, I'll talk to you before then. I'm sure. I'm sure something will come up. Like something pretty exciting. Yeah. And uh, I wish I wish we had more information on Jeff Graham. It's. Uh, He's doing uh, better. Definitely doing better. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing good. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, happy birthday. I just. Thank, to say thanks, Danny. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you, though. Don't worry okay. about it. We'll, we'll talk before then, that's for sure. Hi, you're on the uh, Live at Five show. Hey, now. Hey, now. It's, uh, oh, it's uh, Big Steve. Hey, buddy. What's going on? And, of course, Big Steve does the annual phone call wishing me a happy birthday, and it's reciprocal, although his birthday is not today. I happen to know that Big Steve Malbus' birthday is tomorrow on the winter solstice. Is that correct? That's correct. Well, there you go. Now you have to say happy the birthday. on the 21st. Right, right. But you're not 60. Was I the first one to text you today? Uh, you might have been. You might have been one of the first ones, yeah. Yeah, Big Steve is an, is an early riser. Stay on top of the Glenn. Exactly. So if can I ask what you're going to turn tomorrow, since everyone knows how old I am? Yeah, I, I mean, I got no problem with that at all. I, I turned 53. 53 years old. We've got a lot of good memories together, Glenn, me and you. Yeah, we do. We do. We, we both got thrown off the air together. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I've been there for some weird, weird things. One of them being you getting kicked off the air. Yeah. <laughs> you're inappropriate. Right. You're very inappropriate on the radio. Right, right. Back in 04, uh, March of 04. Well, yeah, we met, I don't know, just kind of weird out of, out of nowhere. And yeah. I mean, the TV, the TV show, can I even say the TV show? Yeah, Robert? yeah. Well, well, Anthony had his own TV station. We had the H2O show. Crazy Ray was on it. Um, a lot of guys. Catcher Tom. Yeah, Cashew Tom was on it. Yeah, when Cashew Tom was alive. And don't get me wrong, he's still alive, but we don't see him anymore, so we might as well be dead. Uh, yeah, we have. And, uh, and, I, and, and, and I did a, a video at your house uh, for the Howard Stern show back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And, uh, Thompson Boulevard days. Right. Back, yeah, the concrete home. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Uh, but I got to go right now only because it's 6 o'clock, Big Steve. You always call up at the end of the day. You're like SG. So he doesn't say goodbye. So happy birthday, Big Steve Malbuff. That's tomorrow. Uh, and uh, so and, and, anyway, and thanks for all the birthday wishes, by the way, on Facebook. For some reason or other, base, Facebook didn't recognize me today. Someone said it's a, because you're conservative. You know how they say, hey, it's Glenn Curry's birthday. Everyone should. It didn't happen. So I had to initiate it myself, which is like, I don't want to do that. But I felt, eh, today is a special, you know, the big 6-0. I don't know how many more days I got left here. Hopefully a lot. 
<clears throat> but uh, it's uh, I'm just I'm just enjoying life. That's for sure. And uh, Sharon and I are going to go out together. We're going to go to the Japanese restaurant. So yeah, they're gonna you know, and I know don't take this in the wrong way, but I'll probably hear the following: birthday boy, yeah, Saki. So that's tonight, right there in Arsenal Street. So we're gonna get together in a little bit with friends. AM twelve forty W eight ten Watertown makes us legal. Up next, CBS News, and we'll see you tomorrow for the Hotline Show. See you then. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. Linda Kenyon in Washington. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky may visit Washington, D.C. tomorrow. Here's CBS's Robert Costa. Congresswoman Marcy Kaptur, the co-chair of the Congressional Ukraine Caucus, says there are ongoing serious